Also, a little secret about when I wear headphones and I walk everywhere. I don't know who's listening to this, but. The Concast Podcast will now begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Concast Podcast, Connecticut College's only and therefore best podcast. This week, we have a special guest. His name is Nico Severino. Hello. Nico is a rising junior, a comp sci major. He's a linguistics and Latin American studies double minor. He's a member of Mob Rock in a band called Hot Dust. He plays ultimate frisbee, works as a barista at Coffee Grounds. He's a friend to all, unless you're really annoying. And he can crack his wrists on command, but doesn't do it often because of arthritis. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Nico. How are you doing today? I'm great, Amir. How are you? And Dan, I'm good. Thank you. What's up? Nice um, yeah. How are finals going? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's how we're going to start this off. <laughs> yeah, damn. Um, finals are kind of, it's like good and bad. Like, uh, I really like how I don't have any like sit down exams or exams at all really right now. Um, okay. But like, I just have two classes that are kind of kicking my ass and like being at home and trying to like spread out my work and shit is like a little difficult, but you know, like. Like, I, I guess the question I have is like how does because people have been telling me this stuff like oh my god being at home I'm like I don't know what that it feels like because I've been on campus by myself this whole time True. so it actually feels like I'm on campus but so like what does being at home entail for you like alright so um for one also who's drag racing in the background I'm sorry like <laughs> I live in New York so you know we just hear people yeah. on the high <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright so I um Home for me is, it's, uh, it's interesting. So, like, I just moved into a new house. So, like, right when I first got back from break, it was a whole lot of, like, getting acclimated, but also, like, moving back and forth and such. And then, like, quarantine was just starting, so it was a bit stressful and everything. Um, but uh, I share a room with my brother, so, like, we kind of have to, like, spread out our time where I'm always, like, in, like, the dining room. But, like, my family is very, like, active. So, like, everyone likes to go around and, like, yell and shit. And, like, I got to kind of... <laughs> plan my time especially for classes and stuff i'd have to be like do not enter this room at all but my sister would always barge in she's like five she'd always barge in and start like spewing some shit (laughs) um and on top of that my mom just had a baby like two days ago like fresh newborn yeah fresh out the womb wow um congratulations yeah thank you thank you you. it's a very scary time to be born but i mean you know it's kind of cool too um but yeah but i also um, say like you're active too like i feel like yeah. you're like telling like oh my sister's active too but like every time i see you on campus you're either running to somewhere yeah. or like you're already like going crazy somewhere yeah, yeah 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 so it's like i i feel that i know i probably get it from like my family and such like that but like having at con especially having like that space where i could just like no one could interrupt me i could just be by myself you know just like kind of isolate myself was really helpful but like being in quarantine with my family is like sort of we're all kind of in the same space and our place isn't really that big so it's kind of like i've been trying to work around that and it hasn't been too bad really so but it's also nice because yeah. i get to like you know bond with them a lot more because like i expected around this time to not really being see- like not really see my family that much but like i guess i can say uh covid19 has given me that opportunity you know yeah i feel that yeah. i don't know i feel like but like also i feel like all of us have gotten used to living in a smaller space mm-hmm. because of our first year mm-hmm. like what were you in a double or triple 
I was in a double, but in Morrison. So like it was a little. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> okay, you know what? Forget what I said. <laughs> it was like my my roommate was like not really that loud either. Like I kind of we could both be in the same space and not really interact for like hours. I don't know. I didn't really speak to him very much. Uh, but also just like Morrison, like itself, you know, like the the two. It's like two singles in one area, and so like I just had my own space the whole time. Oh yeah, I would know about that. What about you, Danzo? Were you in a double or triple? I was in I was in a triple, but only but it was actually one of our roommates left before we got on campus. So it was just a double the whole time. What? Yeah. I got really lucky. Bro, why was I put in a forced triple? <laughs> and I was put in with like a six foot seven guy. And shout out to Alex. I don't know if he's listening to this, but he had like his special mattress brought in. He was oh. like, oh, like, I asked for the, t- I asked uh. for the tall person mattress. Please don't set up on the tall person mattress because, like, International got there a couple days early. And I'm like, oh, like, is it that big of a difference? It's literally twice the size of the regular con mattress. And I was like, I don't, I don't even know mm. if my sheets would go over it anyway. Pretty sure he needed it, though, so it's okay. And then, like, it was so funny because then me and the other roommate... We were like, okay, well, we got to loft our bed. So we, like, lofted up to the max height to, like, put our stuff under it. And every morning, we had, like, a class at the same hour, but we couldn't get out of the bed at the same time. So, like, I would literally just, like, watch him get hop off the bed and, like, dress up. And then I would be like, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, he'd leave, and then I dropped out and then, like, get prepared. Doug, I could not live in a triple. Like, I commend everybody who's, like, in a triple or, like, a quad and shit with, like, their... I mean, quads with their friends is probably better, but, like... A forced triple sounds horrible. Where was your triple? It was Branford. It was Branford, third floor. I think our room number was 421. And I remember that because it was like, oh, no, it's not 420. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was it was definitely something. And, like, the amount of times where... So, and I, I like, like, okay, so I, I'm not complaining. But during while I'm giving tours, I'll talk about, oh, you fill out this form and then like they match you with the perfect person. So like you don't have any conflict. I had nothing but conflicts. One of my friends, my roommates was on the cross country team and he would go to bed at like 10 p.m. on Friday and then wake up really early every single day. And I was like, yo, like I can't even do homework in my room at night because this guy like is sleeping and he's like a really light sleeper and every time he woke up he like complained and I'm like oh my god so like there were like a lot of times where I was literally just sitting outside the room and reading my assignments and stuff hey man great memories all I'm saying is that common room's always open and the library's open at 2am if you know about that grind that's all I'm saying so true true yeah but I also get bored of the library like Nico I don't really see you at the library that often I I pick and choose my times in the library and such. Like this year, I was living in Wyndham, right? So it was like right next to the library, and so I could either just go to my room, my single on the fourth floor, or like go to the library. And I was like, I don't know, I'm like right here, so I might as well stay in my room. But sometimes, if I was gonna work with somebody, I'd probably be like, I don't know, the basement or like my favorite room is like those uh, those ones with like the whiteboard walls and shit. Oh yeah, with the TVs. And you yeah. can take control of the TV and you can project random images on it. Yeah. Without... yeah. I yeah. usually stay around there and such. But no, I don't really, I don't know. The library for me is like, 
it's like I, every time I want to go there, everybody's already there, you know? Yeah, also, I feel like some people, <laughs> Danzo, loves the library so much that you like never leave. And I don't get that. I, I don't know why the library is not. Well, one, I have a good group of like people that I t- regularly like hang out with down there. So, like, that's just one thing. And also, I can never do work in my room, like being a floor of the Coffee grounds. <laughs> I, I went to coffee grounds for a bit and then I left KB for my floor go job. And then it was just like, there's no point in me walking all the way to uh, coffee grounds just to do work. I was like, I'm just doing it in the library. And I can't do work in my room. Like, it's just, it's not, it's impossible. It's not, impo- it's not impossible. It's just really difficult for me to stay focused. And I get tired too. I want to go to sleep when I'm in my room. That's right. Having that bed right next to you is just for real. <laughs> I don't wait. You guys don't study on your bed. No, no, <laughs> no, I, not at all. I study on my bed all the time. In fact, I never, I've never used the desk once to sit down and study. I'm amazed by that. <laughs> I would, I would like curl up the pillow and then like put it under my neck and then like just have my notebook and laptop over and just do homework on my bed. Nah, I think there is something I, I heard like the ancient Greeks or like the Romans or something. Like, like there is like people who would work on their beds but they were very against that because there was like the work bed and the sleep bed and like relate if you if you start to associate your your sleeping bed with your work bed then you're, it's not really relaxing you know you so i think in the back of my mind i was always like uh you know what were you gonna say yeah you have to separate work from home yeah yeah that kind my, of thing my dorm is but not forced to work jesus i don't know i I just like like lying down while I'm working and I can't do that in the library. In fact, every single time I have to sit down in the library, I usually like grab a chair and I like, put my feet on there so it looks like I'm lying down and I like do work like that. <laughs> I don't know. I get that. No, I just like, I, I'm really amazed by people that can do that. But like for me, I need really specific like environments. And then sometimes I need to switch it up. Like I've tried doing work at coffee grounds, but then like, like at certain times like i mean you always see your friends and stuff there and you kind of want to talk and everything or like i don't know when it's like a really sunny day i'm at coffee grounds like those big windows kind of like they're kind of yeah. teasing me i'm like damn i could be out there right now. <laughs> um yeah so that's like, spring, and, like rotate, yeah. you know yeah that's one, true one place i've never been in to like do homework is crow Really, I, yeah. I I thought you I thought you were gonna see the Greer Music Library. I've actually done work there. I I maybe I had a piano class, so I had to go to like the piano section there a bunch. But like I've never I've maybe sat there once. I just I'm not gonna trek all the way over there, you know. I've never even stepped in that room once. I've always seen it on the outside, and that's it. Okay, it's like it's there, you know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I guess I don't know because like I talk about this stuff during while giving tours all the time. I'm like, there's a library here too. But like deep down in my head, I'm like, I've never been to that library. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, when you're giving tours, is there some sort of policy that you can't like express your negative thoughts or like you can't slander at all? I mean, I guess not slander, but like I feel like there's some things that I would really want tour guides to warn me about that maybe they're not allowed to talk about. You know? Well, okay. So here's the thing. Well, there is no specific policy. In fact, this sort of they encourage us during training, like, yo, like, don't say just positive things about calm because then you look like a brainwashed kid, which is like true. Like, yeah. Um, but also, they're just like, if you say something like that is not ideal, 
to try to compensate for it. But like sometimes like they'd be like, oh, like, like, especially with high schoolers when it's just them. I've never forget one time I'm walking and then this like kid just goes like, and then like the advisor left, this kid just goes like, bro, come on. Like, what sucks about this place? Like, come on. <laughs> and, and I, until that point, I was like pretty serious. I was like, yo guys, like, we ain't got no Greek life. We ain't like, if you're expecting like big parties, like in the movies, that's, that's not what we got. Like, we ain't got that because like, we're a small ass school um, and then they were like but like is there anything cool outside like what do you do on the weekends and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> and then so because at the beginning of the tour you talk about like sort of like New London and you're like there's so much to do in New London and then you're like you got restaurants and you got like Ocean Beach Park and you got Bluff Point and you got the camel van to take you there and I'm and then I like the goal is like I would never say like, oh my God, there's so much to do. You would not even like, there's, there's octane and then there's octane and then there's octane and then there's octane, but you can't go there technically because you're illegal, but you're underage. But <laughs> no, I just, I just straight up told this kid, I was like, if you're expecting like New York city type, like city that never sleeps, like, let me do new stuff thing. This is not the place, mm-hmm. but the school also like knows about that. So like, there's a lot that goes on. So they talk about like, mob rock the mm-hmm. barn or rip but like other types of events and i'm like but then I, i'll also reiterate i'm like but like if you feel like those don't compensate for what you want then this is not the school like so but like sometimes i do witness tour guys doing that stuff like tour guys mm-hmm. like oh my god don't worry we're still great and I'm just like, no, no, no. Like, you got to be honest about it. Because then I, like, yeah. be mad at that tour guide. I'm like, why did they lie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Wait, why did you, I'm... Why did you choose Khan? Did, did a tour guide, did, did, like, say something wrong? No, actually, I never... I don't think I ever went on a tour. Uh, like, official <laughs> tour like that. I... My experience with Khan was interesting. Because, like, I... My tour guide at first was Julia Lesky. You know? Yeah, you know her. I think so, yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, she introduced me to you. I remember, like, before I was a prospective student, I came to visit her. Oh, yeah, and, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you were this, this dude just sitting on the couch. You were, la- you were like, laying down. You were laying down <laughs> on the couch doing homework. Yeah. And I was like, man, that dude's chillaxing. Like, he's, he's having a time. Oh, I remember you. You were so yeah. cool. I was like, damn, he doesn't feel like a prospective <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I really liked, like, coming to Con because, like, I was like, all right, I met Julie, who's from Newton, which is where I'm from. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, this is a friend that I have, but then she graduated. So it's kind of, um, and then she introduced me to like all the mob rock folk and like uh, Luke and Jack Basilio, and they're super cool. And like Enzo, who now graduated. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Like people seem really nice here and such. Um, but I never really thought, and I also met Jim Luce. Yeah. He drove, he drove me around in his uh, go-kart, or not go-kart, golf cart is what you yeah, call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, if if I could meet this guy and he'll just like zip me to class sometime, that'd be really nice. And it was like springs and such and like everything was really lively and everything. But I didn't think about first off, like the, the campus is beautiful, right? Like yeah. I really like the whole like we're on an arboretum and everything, you know? Yeah. And that there is an arboretum and such. But you don't think about how like maybe 75% of the year is like not very lively, like 
environment wise like it's like it's pretty cold the fall comes pretty quickly and like even this year we didn't even get to like see everything bloom in the spring you know um yeah. and you're there only for like a brief amount of time um but no i never had any tour guides i just had like people that i met and such and like i wanted to have sort of like different conversations about like how it actually is like going up to the school and such and like going to the school and such um and like i met this one girl i forget her name which i feel bad about but she was like the realest person i met because like she talked to me about sort of like being a, a person of color at con you know yeah and like how because like i went to like a fairly white institution my high school is like fairly white but like we had this program with boston where you got like kids of color like that would come in such like they were still like that close and everything but like i didn't really think about the extent of, of which like you know like ethnicity and such would be a part of con yeah not saying that it like you know encapsulates everything but like she was telling me about how like it's like what was it that she was saying it's scary to think that there still might be some prejudice you know at the school and like i haven't really experienced anything like outwardly like aggressive towards myself but she told me like uh an issue that came across it was like some debate in class and that got her heated and that stuck with her for a while and there's this whole i think it was made with like professor or something i'm not exactly sure um but like i guess like she her advice i should have like thought of more because like what made me come to con was like the people that i met were super nice and the tuition that i was given was great it was two hours away from my house you know yeah location was there it was great and everything um but like i didn't think about how like i i might feel like weirdly disconnected with different groups for like not the reasons that i thought you know because yeah. like in high school it's like you don't realize it but like we're depending on where you're going um you've known these people for a while you know yeah it's like middle school you, you met them maybe even elementary school and you grew up with them and such but like coming to college it's like you're getting like all of these different people coming but sort of sometimes from like the same sort of system yeah you know what i mean and like you're really eager to like meet and greet everybody but what really like struck me which it was prefaced slightly before but like i didn't think about it too much which just like i'm a dominican kid you are a white person and like i was like i remember walking through like morrison halls and like the flex and shit and like when you first get there you just want to be like hey to everybody it's like hi you know how yeah. you doing but like like white kids would not look at me like really like yeah and it was like the people that i already met were already super nice and like it was not every white kid you know but it was like a large amount of like people that would like look down and like continue on and be like that's so weird that is so strange that is and so eventually weird. that died out and it's like i get you know you're shy and such but like i saw like going to oh. harris like yeah I saw, <laughs> segregation you know and i was like what like this side is like just good you know white kids this side is like where i'm actually seeing the flavor <laughs> like whoa, whoa 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 what's going on oh god i think we have some technical difficulties so sorry for that, but now back to the Concast podcast. 
it's not because anyone's like enforcing it you know it's just like everyone's like falling back on what they feel most comfortable with and it was it was color which was the thing that they felt most comfortable with and i that kind of like i didn't think about that you know because growing up like i moved around a lot and like i i saw all types of people like i was born in the bronx i moved to yonkers and i moved to like salem massachusetts and then i moved to like to all these different areas around boston and i lived in boston for a bit and now i'm like in newton which is right next to boston and like i just like had to kind of be social and such and like i didn't care who i was talking to like i was just like what's up person um and that sort of seemed to apply like when it went from like middle school to high school because like middle school i made all these friends just a bunch of different friends and such like that um and then in high school you already know them but then like college is like where i was like i feel a little weird i am experiencing something that like i feel like I've experienced, but not in this in this type of setting. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, what made me come to con was the people and like just what it had to offer and such. And like, especially like tuition for me because I was trying to go to a school where I could get a good education, but also like not die in debt. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, I think one thing when it comes to like the schools you're choosing and the conversations you have is to sort of think about all these different aspects and it's like hard because like the college process is like everyone's like uh, making you make these big decisions of where you're going to live for the next four years but then there's all like there's many different aspects you don't even think about until you get there you know and it could either be like a race thing or like i don't like sharing the bathroom with other people that's weird you know yeah i just watched the aerial footage video of Khan. Uh-huh. Oh, and I, was, and I was like, "This is a great school," <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like I think one question I have is like, since you now you go to college, do you like people from your home who are like younger or like your high school ever ask you questions about con and like what are they or like what is the weirdest question you've heard? the weirdest question well because, i mean yeah every yeah. T- like for example every time i go back to turkey um it's just like oh like he's living the american college experience <laughs> and then there's just be like i heard that i heard that americans you know love the love the privacy and intimacy and i'm like what does that mean and like you know what that means i'm like oh dear and then they're just like yo i heard that americans are like really outgoing and it's really easy <laughs> And I was like, I don't know what type of movie you watched, but that is not what happened <laughs> at all. They asked me about that, and they asked me about food. And uh-huh. I was like, are you sure? Is this everything you want to know? Like, I am. I will not see you for a while. Mm-hmm. And they did not ask about academics. They did not ask about professors. They did not ask about resources. They were just like, yo, how we got that social environment, that them parties, and also that food. And nothing else uh-huh. so i think um, my favorite question i've been asked is like how are the squirrels because <laughs> 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 uh squirrels like like college campus squirrels are like a different breed man like like they they understand that they're living they, they live in a society where they get fed <laughs> And so, I, in like a lot of different schools, like I know that UMass Amherst has like the squirrel watching club, and like they just go and watch their squirrels and shit. And it's like a big culture, but at Con, it's like you just see the squirrels. We are skunks. 
are like our squirrels, you know? Oh my god, the skunks, bro. Like, Danzo, have you had an interaction with a skunk? Uh, yeah, when I, um, when I lived in Freeman, I'd always have to, during the fall, a lot of skunks are in that area at night. So like, and you can't see because it's so dark. So like, I have to keep my eyes wide open and then like sometimes I'll be walking next thing you know, I just hear a rustle right next to me and I look and it's just like some skunk and I'm like, oh God, pray to God real quick. (laughs) And then just kind of like speed walk while being as silent as possible. Yeah. When they hiss at you, I've been hissed at. It's scary. From the bushes, dude. That's the scariest shit. (laughs) I I usually see them like in that little field next to WCNI, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Next to the sprout. Yeah, that's where they usually, that's like their, their block. But like, when I'm like, there was one time I was leaving Morrison and I heard like a, and I was wearing headphones because I always wear headphones when I walk around everywhere. Also a little secret about when I wear headphones when I walk everywhere. I don't know who's listening to this, but it usually means I don't really want to have a conversation. <laughs> it usually means I'm trying to get to my class and I'm, I'm a little tired. You know, I will talk to you if I like to do that. But like, sometimes it's just like, and they stay in, you know? <laughs> Anyways, besides the point, I was wearing headphones and I heard like a little grumble. And I, I was like, let me just take it out real quick, just to listen, just to hear. And there was a whole ass skunk. I was, it was like right by my feet, and it was like, and I'm really happy it didn't spray me, but like, that sound. Bro, <laughs> I can't even imagine that. I like, I've had close encounters, and as soon as I see a skunk, my brain is just like, yo, if you got sprayed right now, what would you do? Like, what is the Are you process take a you bath? after like, that? Like, yeah. you can't even take a bath. It's a ver- it's a vertical shower. Am I just going to pour tomato juice over myself and then, like, pray to God? <laughs> or am I going to go to, like, a random-ass dorm at, with a bath in it and then just, like, fill it up with tomato juice and then, like, submerge myself in it? Also, trusting that, like, I just... Uh, thinking about taking a bath in, like, Larry or something, <clears throat> I don't... Ugh. <laughs> It's gonna be worse than like whatever a skunk gives you. I think. <laughs> I just like I don't I don't even want to imagine about that. So like every single time I think about it, but I'm just like I don't want to think about it because that means that my mind believes I will be sprayed by a skunk. Uh-huh. But I don't know. And then there's also like raccoons, bro. I came really close to a raccoon once. Ooh, I was just like walking outside of Paris, and I ate my banana, and I just like chucked it out of the trash. And then, like, five seconds later, the banana peel rises back up. And then there's a (laughs) raccoon just, like, in the trash. And I was like, yo, bro, it's your your thing. And I just, like, like, speed walk the whole thing. And I was just like, nah. I've never seen a raccoon here. Like, I was like, sorry, bro. I didn't want to assault you in your house, in your temple. (laughs) It's like, it's trash. I love that. I like people who have uh, raccoons as pets. Wait, that's a thing? Yeah. yeah, if you ever go on TikTok, you see, like, all the weird pets <laughs> yeah. people have, man. Bro, it's, that's so weird. Why? It's kind of cute. I mean, they're kind of just, I mean, like, if you domesticate an animal like that, imagine, like, you ever seen a, a, a raccoon? Like, I, I think a clean raccoon, which is friendly with you, that's not going to gouge your eyes out. That's a lot of, like, fur and mass you can just hold, you know? That's like a good like cat, like a big cat dog. Why am I not getting a big cat dog though? I I don't know. I think I think maybe the wave should be having a, uh, you know, uh, ESAs, emotional support animals. Yeah. 
domesticating the not maybe not the skunks, but the the, the raccoons in this world, you know. No, you can actually have a skunk as a pet. You just gotta remove the like people just get the thing that removes the the thing oh. that lets them spray you or whatever the smell or whatever. Yeah. You scoop out its thing. Yeah, kind of like no. neutering it, I guess, something like that. Yeah, and then they have them as pets. It's 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 like the older neutering. Yeah. You know, they're just like, nah, you can't spray me, fam. You can still mess with other skunks around, but like you can't spray me, I guess. But oh my god, I don't know. Ugh. Also, have you seen like the deer near the AC? Yeah. Yes. Or, I love those. Like one time, I was just walking and I just looked to my left and I had my earphones and I just like, is that a deer? And I just went pause and the deer just like looked at me. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And I just kept walking and they were like, hey. Oh, yeah, we got hella deers. We got hella Isn't that, animals. Like. Yeah, we do. I didn't actually know that about Connecticut, but, like, um, isn't that why, like, what is it, like, like, Lyme disease originated in East Lyme, which is right by us, right? And it's, like, a whole deer tick, like, a deer, it's a tick for yeah. a deer, and, like, it would make sense if there's, like, a lot of deers in this area, and the deer tick would be where the birthplace of Lyme disease is. Wait, is that why it's called Lyme disease? I really think so. Can I like search this up? Yeah. Oh my. East Lyme, Lyme disease. Yeah, because when I um, when I work in the Arbo, there are times where like, yeah, you make sure like you're you have no skin covered, like all your skin's covered. You're you're protected because uh, they're like ticks at a certain time of the year. I think that might be due to the deer. Uh-huh. Um. Blah blah blah. It's known as Lyme disease. It's the most common in the Northeast. Okay, so Lyme disease was diagnosed as a separate condition for the first time in 1975 in Old Lyme, Connecticut. Um, <laughs> well, so, yeah. Well, I, I think... Okay, don't tell that to my mom. My mom listens to these things, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Cook. <laughs> I apologize. But, uh, damn. I think the scariest thing would be if. I'm also sorry to your mom. If, uh... <laughs> Dude, they're just peeling out. Like, um, It would be scary if the whole coronavirus was transmittable through mosquitoes. Isn't that triple E? That's triple E. Right? <laughs> okay, because here's the thing. I wasn't here last semester, but you two True. were. So, yeah. like, I just saw that and I was like, oh, hell no, nah, I'm in France. Like what? What's what's the deal with that? Like what? How did that come to be? And like, I don't know. Oh, well. I guess it's like, what type of weird stuff happened on campus? Well, that, I feel like I don't know. From I guess we got no. Yeah, you got. Uh, okay, thank you. I mean, it's just weird because it's almost like it was all. I don't want to say this like coronavirus because it's not, but like in the sense that like, like getting a mosquito bite was kind of like coughing or sneezing. Now, like you're just like, oh god, do I have it? Like, is this the end? Yeah. <laughs> We got a taste of that, like, quarantine stuff, because, like, after, like, six or something, like, when the sun set, you were not allowed out. I mean, you, you could go out, but, like, all clubs and stuff, they were like, nah, we're, like, ending it early yeah. because, like, we don't want to be at that point in time in which, like, the bugs are out or something. I don't know. And so, like, Wait, it was, like, that what? whole... It's, like, mosquitoes, like, like like being out at dawn <laughs> they like to go out you know what I'm saying yeah it's like for a little midnight snack <laughs> and then they go to I don't know I'm not a mosquito guy myself but like 
it was like all like I know ultimate frisbee practices were cut short because E or triple E <laughs> and all over Connecticut it's like yo like get inside at this time stop loitering around around dawn and it's like the same thing where like now you see these giant ass billboards and shit saying like quarantine face mask like protect yourself don't sneeze on people not gonna lie part of it was just like okay everybody's just gonna wear long sleeve shirts and it's gonna be fine that you know if it could work it work it would work but i i don't (laughs) that's that's why the the edges of my patagonia pull-on fleece are (laughs) 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 gotta stop showing that skin but yeah, no, it's it was like a scary time then, but that was really like it kind of let up really quickly. But you know, then came Corona. Wow, dude. I don't know. I, the only thing I knew because I was part of SAC was like, oh no, like the the fall ball, aka tent dance, is now was done indoors. True, I forgot about that. But I don't know. Like, was it that? Was it that different though? Um, what do you mean? Like, was the was fall ball that different? Because I don't, so many people were no, playing, and I was just like, "Well, I didn't go to the first one. I didn't go my first my first year. So like, I only what? had yeah. I, I was that guy. I was like, ah, I didn't go out. You know, I didn't go out uh, my first year. Yeah, so I I'm gonna just stay inside. I'll go help clean up when it's all over. And then like everybody's like, oh, that was like one of the best parts of my first year. And I was like, okay, I'll go this year. Then it happened, and it was inside, and it just felt like another pro dance. So I think yeah. that, like, the fact that it's outside, just like just having that fresh air and you know, just brings out that wild side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot. I, like I remember stopping by the fall ball, and like it is, it was just like a credence and like a, a tent dance. You know, it's like there's no like there's multiple exits and everything. There's not like a place where people kind of come in and come out. So like the the boundaries were kind of just a lot more like abstract, I guess, or whatever. And it seemed like there were like a lot more people at that dance compared to this fall ball thing. Oh, or is that the same? Yes, same it's thing, the right? same thing. Yeah. But like this last yeah. year was the, okay, huh? Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I don't know if you're if you're gonna host any sort of like large gathering in Crow, it's gonna have the same vibe, I think. Unless you like, I don't know. Unless you made unless you turned off all the lights in Crow. <laughs> dimmed all the lights in crow so like the outside wasn't like that floodlight kind of light you know no yeah get that atmosphere going that mood lighting get mood lighting <laughs> yeah like we did in coffee guys that was so fun Ooh, i love mood lighting yeah i love i like the lights we have in coffee rounds oh my god the freaking big bulbs i never forget when the, the our guy cryptic came up for open mic and then he asked if I he could turn off the lights and I was working that event and then I was like you gotta keep my part of this open buddy because I'm working at the same time and then he was like okay and then he found this one spotlight thingy in the corner and then like somebody just kept turning it off and on as he was like singing his SoundCloud hits and I was in awe the whole time I was just like, what is happening right now? Like, I cannot. I was, was like, it CampCon? It was, was not was that his debut? No, it was a debut. He, at the end, he was like plugging his SoundCloud hard. He was like, yeah, your boy Cryptic on SoundCloud. Like, follow me on SoundCloud. Yeah. I got new hits. And then, I guess this is a promo. I missed that, man. 
I miss that man. He brought an energy that no one else had on this campus. Really. He said Camp Con. He said welcome to Camp Con, and I have not seen him. He went to no. Yeah. He, he, he said he that, said yeah. welcome to Camp Con, and then he said he, he said goodbye to Camp Con. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, it's an anthem for us. <laughs> He just dropped it there, but you know he was getting his inspirations to come back and. and well, you never I know. Don't, well, I don't, I don't know. I I feel like she's getting he's getting into some beef with KB because KB's the one who's writing Khan's anthems, yo. Oh, right. True. I wanted to uh, I wanted to do the the alma mater, whatever you call it, with KB and the band, but dude, everything kind of went to shit. Yeah, no, it's pretty. Like last year, I'll never forget when. It, like everybody's names were read and it was like a long while because it was like god knows how many hundred names and then mm-hmm. she just goes like turn to the last page of the booklet where we will now sing our new song we are the camels and it was oh. just like we are the camels and i was just like what is happening <laughs> bro she's got the pipes though i didn't expect that she was like all right you guys sing it and <laughs> i just took the lead <laughs> I didn't know she was so musically inclined. Like her, she came up to me one time right outside of Crow, and she was like, "Hey, Nico." And I was like, "Whoa, remember my name?" Oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. Um, and she's like, "How how are you going? How are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm good. How are you?" She's like, "I'm good. What are your interests?" And I'm like, "I like music." And she's like, "Music? Do you like disco?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I love disco." And she's like, "My husband, uh, Butch. What's his name? Butch. You know his name? Butch. There you go, Butch." She started telling me about Butch's disco band. Do you know about his disco band? A disco band? Yeah, man. He, I think he played sax or something mm. in like a like a disco group. Oh, like disco, what? You know? Yeah, and and she was talking about like all these <laughs> hits that he played and shit. And I I want to see yeah. a video of that because like that sounds like it'd be a great time. And like that sounds like then, a great substitute to, like... to Wicked Peach. Not gonna lie. Yeah. I haven't seen Wicked Peach yet because I'm not like old enough or something. What? No, that's not true. Oh my god. Well, don't worry. You'll probably see Wicked Peach during your time at Con. So, if the fall opens back up, that second wave, be careful. I don't know. I feel like at this point, it's just like, you know, it's going to happen. We're all going to get infected. It's just like antibody yeah. treatment. So, I feel like it's, we're going to open up in the fall. If not, I'm going to be on this campus by myself for a much longer time. And I don't really True. want that. How's that going for you? Um, what do you do? I'm the one who asked the question. Uh, I just can't mess with you. Um, no. Nico, take control. This um, is your podcast now. <laughs> no, I think it's... Welcome to Con Pell Podcast with Nico. <laughs> no, I don't think it, like, it's... It's not bad. It's just like... Like, I'll... I'm... Like, I just... I mean, I'm really busy, so I mostly don't leave my room. But when I do take a lap around campus, I'm just like, and when it's nice out, I'm just like, well, this is sad. Like, I'm used to seeing, like, Ultimate Frisbee boys, like, chuck discs and then just, like, yell at each other yeah. outside the admissions house. And then, like, yeah. there's, like, people chilling on Temple Green. So when I don't see that, I'm like, well, I guess I'll chill by myself. And I sit on Temple Green like a 50-year-old dad and then, like, sip coffee and watch the sunset. But, Yeah. You got a campus to yourself, though. That's really, that's like a unique. Well, experience. I've had the campus to myself for the past two summers, so this ain't really super new. Mm, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, but mm, it could be worse. Yeah. You guys are putting the work at a sprout, though. Oh, yeah. Like now we're, we're forming good. a half acre farm, dude. 
Um, Whoa. So, like, just planted some potatoes, onions, garlic, kale. Armor or mirror. Yeah. Yeah, so Yum. I'm taking a, getting a crash course in botany and environmental science, which is great. Yeah, that's really cool. I was, I was interested in that, but alas. Yeah, well, it will, it will be yours in the fall because I don't think I'll keep on doing it. Oh, I mean, I'm, I think... might stay involved, but not to the extent I'm, I am now. Yeah. Are you getting paid or is it just volunteering? Uh, right now, it's just volunteering. Like, we got so bored yeah. that Eric was like, yo, you want to, like, take a hole and, like, hit the ground and, like, release some anger or, like, pent-up aggression? I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Do that. And I was like, got the hole. And he was like, I don't think you can do it with a hole. I'm like, just Watch let me, me punch the dirt, Eric. And I mean, I, it, it didn't work, but I was just, like, really just, like, glad I got to hit something and, like, it didn't hit back. Uh, so, oh, it didn't hit back. No, the dirt didn't hit back. But it was really fun. Um, yeah. But how are you doing, Danzo? How's New York City going? Well, what day? What day? Quarantine are we in? <laughs> it's almost been three months. I'm sure. Shoot. No, two. How, how long we've been in no, here? I forgot. I can't. It's it's day fifty-seven. Day yeah, we've been I here for three months. <laughs> been inside for like three months, man. I, I'm I'm probably insane now. I don't I don't get human interaction anymore, so, except for this. What do you mean? Yeah. Don't you have your mom and dad? Other than them, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and as I just see them, I look at them, they look at me, and I look at them, and I walk back to my room. It's just, <laughs> it's just my human interaction. Jesus. Damn. Damn, dude. Do you feel like you got like a like cabin fever? Or are you getting like irritable? No, so I'm gonna, I don't know. I think being an only child has helped me a lot just because like I'm used to being by myself most of the time. So like it's easy for me to just uh-huh. like be inside most of the time i do still try and go out but like uh, with caution of course but um you know of course yeah i don't know man they i feel like new york isn't it's getting better but like it's getting better really slow and that's just the painful part it's just like yeah mm-hmm. there's still not much i can actually do like seeing my presence an option yet it's like just still like stay at home yeah that's part. damn dude well, I feel like the same way, like everybody kind of had to acclimate into quarantine. Everyone's going to have to like reacclimate into like society. Oh, yeah, and, like, for sure. You know, like still have that fear yeah. all around. Like, how do I shake hands? Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Well, you don't. You just, you just do like, oh, yeah, you're right. you just like act like you're shaking your hands. You're just like. <laughs> but, anyways, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast yeah, episode, Dinko. This has been an interesting conversation. Much. Um, yeah, I like it. But yeah, I didn't know that we had so many animals, and I didn't know that Lyme disease originated from East Lyme, Connecticut, which makes me sound really stupid when I say it like that. But the more you know. Um, but yeah, I didn't know this year. But I'm just spreading the knowledge. This um, is there anything that you'd like to say before we disconnect? Um, it can be anything. I mean, you could say yeah, no. It can be anything at all. I guess. Uh, one of them will be is, is just uh, I miss everyone um, and uh, I miss human interaction and stuff and it's really nice to see that you guys are doing this because it's kind of like you know still staying connected with your friends and like I'm sure that there's like a pretty like uh, consistent fan base on this right now or just people who come in every now and then and just hearing familiar voices is just kind of you know yeah. it's interesting it's nice well you can help us go our fan base by liking and sharing this podcast bro you tell them this after so notify oh, your best believe so that it seems like he's just doing it because he want come on now. 
Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, come on, come on. But that's that's really nice. Well, thank you for joining us once again. This was really fun. Yeah. This was the Concast yeah. podcast. New episodes every Tuesday at 7 p.m. We have a new guest from the Con community every single week. But until next next Tuesday, um, stay safe, stay sane, do some weird quarantine things. Um, do more than just looking at your parents and then walk. What's around. wrong with that? <laughs> and then try to stay calm when your sister bars into the room. I guess that's what we learned from this week. But. Um, <laughs> Be sure to keep following the podcast. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family because we do talk about a lot of different things, and it's the best podcast about Khan because it's the only one. But until next week, <laughs> we'll see you all later, and He's... goodbye.